Hey guys, and welcome back to Style and Sustain, the podcast. This episode, I'm chatting to Beatrice Obo, a friend and fellow sustainable fashion enthusiast. Beatrice has a background with multiple interests, from biomedical studies to working in supply chain, but her love and curiosity about what goes on behind the scenes in the fashion industry is what led her to create Avant Runway. Avant Runway is kind of a conversation-led space that brings to light solution-driven individuals who are changing the face of fashion. So in this episode, we talk about how the sustainable fashion journey began for Beatrice, what it's like being Black women in the sustainable fashion space, and also her hopes for the future of fashion. Take a listen. Hi. Hi, Beatrice. Hi again. (laughs) Hi, Emma. How are you? (laughs) I'm good. How are you doing? Doing good today. (laughs) Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast and for letting me interview you. I'm super excited. You know, let's <laughs> let's get into it. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Um, I guess we can start by you introducing yourself uh, your, to my listeners. Sorry. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your background, just your name, age, occupation, hobbies, anything you want to tell us? Yeah, sure. Um, so hi, everybody. My name is Beatrice. Um, I'm quite young to some people. I'm 22 years old, uh, graduated from university in 2020. And I have a biomedical science degree, uh, but I currently work in supply chain within the uh, fast moving goods sector. Uh, and I guess for my presence on the podcast with Amma, you can probably tell that I have an interest in fashion. I am the founder of Avant Runway, something that I started in university um, and was actually meant to be a fashion brand. Uh, and it later on sort of developed into it being a platform where I just wanted to have conversations around fashion and sustainability. Um, And I guess as I dived into the topic of sustainability, I noticed that there was some sort of like lack of representation for people that looked like me. Um, Because when I spoke about this topic to my immediate circle, I felt like there was a disconnect. So the whole aim of Avant Runway was actually just to have conversations with people more so obviously with, within my immediate circle, but also mm. reaching out to a wider community and encouraging sustainable consumer habits. Mm, yeah, I love that. I love the, you know, multidimensionalness of your background and kind of going from biomedical studies to working supply chain and also having <laughs> an interest in fashion. I think that's really cool. Um, I guess I'm curious around, you know, how you would describe your personal style and if you can pinpoint a moment where your interest in fashion turned into something that was more sustainable and ethical. Yeah, sure. So I guess I can't really describe my style. I'm having a really hard time to sort of describe it just because I like so many things and (laughs) I appreciate different fashion styles and sometimes I sort of adopt them as well. Um, more so with the clothes that I have, obviously, just kind of going for a particular look. But I guess I would describe it more so as casual. Um, and sometimes I can just also feel like I want to glam up a bit. So I kind of go mm-hmm. really the extra mile. And sometimes, I guess, yeah, casual, but also smart at the same time. So that's how I would say. It. <laughs> <laughs> I um, totally get it. I'm the same. I kind of like everything and I'll double and different things just because you know I feel like when you love fashion you kind of love to explore as well and it comes with the territory so I completely understand the whole 
you can't pinpoint it but you just kind of mix and match what you have and and create something (laughs) yeah exactly create something beautiful with it right (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) so Um, the last the second part of your question was to pinpoint a moment where I felt like sustainable fashion was something I was interested in right yeah yeah or or where my journey started um and it was really in university I guess I studied biomedical science like I said and in first year I actually took uh, an extra module which was called um help me how was it called again Mm -hmm. it was upcycling um upcycling module Mm. so it was there was a module that um, taught us about counterfeit and the impact of the counterfeit industry Um, and it it, the project involved us of taking something old um, and I chose a a hoodie something that Mm -hmm. they had and then sort of flipping it so during that course um, even though I had been thrift flipping before I used to do everything by hand and I actually learned how to sew in a short period of time oh wow right and then you know in the summer after that module I was you know, as I was going into second year, I was just thinking about sort of a business idea. What could I do? Um, and I was thinking, why don't I just, you know, start a clothing brand? And I looked into the behind the scenes of obviously starting a clothing brand, what it takes. And this is where I realized, okay, hmm, manufacturing in the UK or manufacturing elsewhere, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Why is it cheaper? outside of the UK why is it cheaper mm-hmm. on the other side of the world and mm-hmm. that's where I by accidentally stumbled again like first of all you know counterfeiting I already knew that sort of industry is very toxic but that's you know at that moment in time of like wanting to start something by myself I realized this is not something I necessarily want to do without knowing fully yeah. what it involves works yeah. yeah and this is when I took a course with fashion revolution you know mm-hmm. um I think they had a course on fashion and sustainability and I learned just more about it mm-hmm. and avant runway which means in French obviously avant means before before the <laughs> runway yeah um it started from wanting to create designs for something that hadn't been seen on the runway before mm-hmm. to something that I was like I need to shed light onto you know on what happens before clothes actually reach the runway what happens yeah. before they reach the stores and it was just this this evolution that just made sense, you know? <laughs> I love your answer and um, how your curiosity kind of developed um, along the way, along your journey. And I think one thing that stands out to me is how you kind of got triggered from a class at university. And I think, yeah. you know, way back, people wouldn't really broach, like universities or educational institutions wouldn't really broach the subject of maybe upcycling or like, you know, doing something that involved repurposing. And I remember I had a conversation with another blogger who um, is the OG, I think, of sustainable blogging. Her name is Natalie. Um, maybe you know her, Consciously Chic. Um, no, I've actually not come across that one before. Yeah, I'll, I'll send it to you. And I, I did a, a recording with her where she said, you know, she studied fashion, went to, to fashion school way back, and no one ever said a word about upcycling or Uh, anything to do with repurposing anything Um, so I love that you know through your story you can kind of see that that's something that is being broached slowly and actually like education and educational institutions Mm -hmm. are really key to getting people to actually think about these things and like open doors for people to 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 be curious and kind of discover things for themselves you know yes correct because that that module was actually new I think it, it, it was only running for the second time um, mm, and that's amazing. it was it was it was 
crazy because you know people came from different subjects i came from science obviously studying biomedical science some people came from you know finance um, and everybody was just brought together and it was just a topic that i never knew even was a thing <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> do you think you would have heard about it if you hadn't been to that class do you feel like at some point you would have i guess you would have because you were planning to do a to create a brand yeah but yeah do you think you would have broached the subject without that class kind of um, I think, yeah, I would at some point, mm. um, but maybe not as soon as, because I think it was really when it allowed me to sort of sew that mm. I was like, oh, okay, you know, a fashion brand, okay, maybe I can you know, outsource and, and find a, a manufacturer or I can maybe make clothes myself, yeah. you know, and it was really that sort of thinking process during the summer and you know reading and reading and reading you know some some might even think it's procrastinating and not wanting to start something (laughs) (laughs) but I really just want to know what I'm getting into because I don't want to sort of put a product out there that I don't sort of agree with or it's not doesn't align with my values and at that moment in time I just I just realized that I, I just really wanted to know more about this topic yeah definitely and how did that kind of that realization so through that research you kind of understood was going on in the background when it comes to the fashion industry um what would you say have been some of like the joys and the challenges of being more mindful for you personally when it comes to your closet yeah um first of all may I add that it made me very very sad Mm. um I just don't like the idea that you know the west or so we you know I was born in the Netherlands for example so I have I was born in the west I, Mm. I just don't like the idea of you know the west exploiting another sort of part of the world and mm. um some of the conversations i had with some people you know some people say well like such is life such is life which is like i don't i don't oh, think yeah. that that's not nice you know i'm not <laughs> i'm not gonna just do that yeah once um, you know you don't want to reaffirm it or encourage it basically. correct it was like yeah. you know i can't yeah. i can't just <laughs> unhear it or unsee it like i yeah. know now and it's i'm very conscious right now mm. um so yeah the joys is I feel sustainability or sustainable fashion is more than just, you know, buying into things. Mm. I think, you know, I've never really been somebody that bought a lot of clothes. You know, I've always sort of valued quality over quantity. Mm. But, um, sorry, I lost my train of thought. (laughs) But, oh yeah, I feel like it's got to do sort of with the mindset that I'm really enjoying. You know, sustainability is, is it's is think is just thinking about less is more, mm. but also in the mind, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, definitely so, it's a shift of your mindset. Exactly. I feel like it really just affected my whole, you know, my whole life. You know, it's mm-hmm. not only about clothes, it's about things that I own. So yeah. I try to, for example, not buy more than I need. Mm. Um, I try to really finish something or a product like empty before I buy a new thing um, <laughs> and it just made my life easier somebody who's moved around a lot in my life I I can proudly say that everything fits in my mom's car <laughs> yeah <laughs> that is something to be proud of you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh my gosh I love that yeah I mean yeah I, I completely identify with you in the sense of you know once you know you can't unknow and once you know, you kind of strive to to do better. Mm-hmm. And the way also, like, the same for me, it kind of started with fashion. But slowly you realize it's way bigger than fashion. And slowly you're kind of like, oh, this touches this industry and that industry. And you can't. You can't change your lifestyle in one area and not do it for other areas. 
because then you're just kind of contradicting yourself um yeah exactly and, and the new lifestyle you, you kind of want to want to be in um but I guess you know that is probably part of what led to Avon runway kind of like you broached earlier yeah. Um, and you have these great conversations on there called Changing Fashion, where you interview um, different people in the in the industry, specifically in the sustainable fashion industry. Yeah. How would you say kind of having those conversations have shaped your view on the industry so far? Um, it's amazing what people can think of, right? Mm. People are so creative. People are really out here driving change. So it's been amazing speaking to the people that I've done, spoken to on and off camera as well mm. um so i guess you know i i started this series because i really wanted to learn um i think you've already touched on that just now that i'm quite curious mm. and i was just like why why learn by myself if i mm. can also learn with people yeah <laughs> or so people good. can listen in you know <laughs> especially some of my friends that wouldn't necessarily engage with these conversations how can they listen yeah. in Mm. um so yeah it's just really when I spoke to them I just realized how people how creative people can get with these things mm. um and that's just how I've been creative as well you know in in my sustainability journey with you know clothes um how I how I sort of um how would I say optimize mm. my sustainable practices yeah. <laughs> so for example you know when I spoke to um the founder of wearing mm. um Bianca, the, app, Bianca really exactly yeah. <laughs> the brand that allows you to digitize your wardrobe and just really thinking about okay how can I really make the most out of my wardrobe it's difficult to do that in your head you mm. know so the app and that will guide me or you know Josephine that um founded um the delivery for clothing repairs mm, yeah <laughs> how, how can i so repair Joe? my clothes yeah sojo yeah. correct yeah <laughs> so <laughs> yeah that's work. just been great and it just also opened my eye to some smaller brands as well mm, yeah definitely um yeah the innovation is, is amazing and i know when we met up we talked a bit about um nigeria and ghana and you know like like for me as a Ghanaian going back home and kind of seeing the impact of the industry Mm. um the flip side of it is that it's not just this soft story of of people you know receiving tons of clothes from the west it's also the innovation that you see that Correct. people receive all these clothes and they become so creative they find innovative ways of repurposing reusing these garments and i think you know humans are good with problem solving i would say we don't sometimes you don't go fast enough to solve the problem <laughs> but, <laughs> but we're we're constantly finding ways to, to survive and to thrive so it's really I love that you're having those conversations and shedding light on on solutions and not just, you know, this is a problem. It's like there are also people out there creating solutions as well. Um, and yeah, I love right. what you said about, you know, coming into the industry and not seeing people that looked like you. Girl, it was the same for me when I started. <laughs> I was just like, wow, this is obviously a very kind of westernized space and a very white space predominantly. And um I was also kind of like, oh, is this a space where I can fit in? But obviously, we've both come along when we've met each other. And I'm, I'm sure we've also been able to connect with other people that look like us in the space, although it's very few. Um, so just segueing on that, what are some of your favorite kind of Black-owned slow businesses? They're harder to find, but there are <laughs> some out there. There are some out there. Are there, yeah, are there any that are kind of your favorites to go to? Yeah, sure. Um, I've got two. 
Mm-hmm. Um, they actually, I'm not biased, right? <laughs> They're actually Nigerian as well. Of course they are. Um, you had to ask a Nigerian, what else were you going to pick? Like, <laughs> But, you know, Nigerian fashion designers are really doing their thing. Yeah. You know, yeah, um, yeah. I, oh, no way. I've got three, actually. So I've got oh, two nice. Nigerian one, and then one of them is actually um, um, based in America, but she's actually Congolese. <laughs> nice, nice. So um, I have Kilintar. Yes, so, yes, um, yes. we actually met the oh, founder, did. remember, we during the wearing pop up. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been amazing meeting her. I was like, oh my God, I know your brand. Yeah. Uh, so good to see you in the flesh. I didn't even <laughs> know you were the owner. <laughs> so Kinantar is amazing because I really love the fact that she empowers the skills of African women. Mm. So not only in Nigeria, but she's also been to some other countries um, in within um africa to really just you know source the materials find Mm -hmm. the skills find the women and just encouraging sort of manufacturing as well within Mm -hmm. um within africa yeah so that's what i love about kilantar and Mm -hmm. um i also have andrea iyama um her pieces make me think of summer like i just want to be on the beach does she do wedding dresses as well they actually should i think she does because i've been through I think I've seen her brand and she was doing some wedding dress as well. But yes, go on. Oh, really, that, that, would, that would be very cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also Hanifa. I really, really like Hanifa pieces. Oh, nice. Yeah. Do you know that I've got a picture on my Instagram page where I'm wearing one of her, her dresses? Ugh. Yeah. Is it the one? Is it the one? I think I saw it. What does the dress look like again? It has Ooh, like a zebra the, print. The zebra like, print. Pattern. Yes. yes. <laughs> That, that one, one has been like, on my wish so list cute. forever. It's amazing. You look incredible in it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what, what are some of your brands, by the way? Oh, I really love, um, you know, I was making fun of you for choosing Nigerian brands, but here I am going <laughs> to talk about Ghanaian brands. <laughs> yes, I don't actually know any, so I'm going to take notes. I love Axe. So it's written A-A-K-S. And what she does is mostly handbags. And so she works with artisans back in Ghana and they create um, handmade handbags but it's just so creative and so colorful um, and again she connects like you said with Kilantar connecting with the community connecting with the women um, yeah. back home and making sure that their you know their their skills are bringing them livelihood um, yeah. and also she's I think Ghanaian American so she's based in the states um, but um, she's she goes back and forth to to Ghana to work with these women women, and I just I just find her pieces stunning. I still haven't bought anything yet because I'm waiting for that one piece where I'm like, yes, this is the one that I'm <laughs> I'm gonna get. That's what I tend to do with brands. So just I, to interrupt as well, I love that yeah. you're doing that. You know, I I adore so many brands, right? Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily mean that I buy from them exactly because if I don't actually have a piece that I know I'm gonna wear. Yeah, you know get a lot of wear out of then yeah. I'd rather just admire it <laughs> yeah exactly I do the same you know and then when you have that statement piece from the brand you know it's a forever piece as well it's a forever which, piece correct. yeah which I love um the second one is threaded thrives they're actually on my page as well um and they're again Ghana based um and they're kind of a luxury sustainable brand and they use a specific like technique um, from the north um, where it's kind of a weaving together of the fabric um, and it's just oh so beautiful the technique is, is called fugu and um, if you go on my page I have the like really colorful uh, cord where it's like a shirt a short sleeve shirt on top and then um, shorts and it's just really colorful Ooh. and it has like the Ghana colors and like all their pieces are just 
it's like bringing tradition into modern style and modern luxury and I think when I think of luxury I think of traditional I think of handmade I think of yeah artisanal that's luxury you know it's like these are skills that have literally been passed on for generations like but also what is important uh, sorry to interrupt there is you know the idea that sustainable practices have always existed exactly. within our community oh. and it's something that we still do right now yeah um, and that, that that's why the um the lack of representation is so painful mm. you know yeah. because you know when we talk about the handmaids uh, you know weaving or the dyeing processes or things mm-hmm. that we do um mending you know i know in nigeria or all of africa we actually make things tailor made yeah. we pass down uh, our clothes so all these things is something that um, do we we are still appreciating in in Africa exactly. and something that we should bring to light even in this part of the world. It's not only the Western people sort of telling us how to be sustainable, exactly. but also you know exposing these te- techniques so we can use them in you know in the Western uh, side of the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree absolutely. Which is why it's so refreshing to see so many kind of sustainable brands. Um, african-based or black owned just kind of like popping up here and there and it's true that i feel like they are they are harder to find and they're not as hyped up as um (laughs) the the like western brands but i think that's when people like us getting more into this into the space will be able to spotlight those brands basically and give them kind of i guess through our platforms the the attention that that they deserve because you know these techniques like the food i'm talking about is literally I mean, I, I can't date it back, but I'm like, this has been in our culture for generations of our wow. generations. And, it's and it makes so... you feel special when exactly, you're wearing it. Exactly, exactly. You really do feel special. And also the quality of it is just not something you just pick up and throw away. Like you can't, like, <laughs> you feel the quality <laughs> You can't, of you don't even want to give it away. Yeah, like you exactly. don't want to donate it. Like it's yours. It's yeah, your piece. It's yours. The quality is beautiful. So you, you know it's not something you're just going to throw away in a few years, but you get to keep forever. So... Yeah, I think those are like my top two that I that I really love. Studio nine eight nine eight one, I think they're called, or um, one eighty nine is really good as well, and they're a car based, and they use a different like traditional technique, which is like the printing on on the material, but that's a whole other story. But there's so many, and I'm so excited that we get to we're like get to rave about them right now. Oh, I honestly feel like you know, Avant Runway has been a bit quiet. It's been you know and a lot of my friends were like you know well why don't you just show us these brands maybe yeah. i should i should you know write a bit more about them and, and put them out there on avant runway because mm-hmm. like you said there's just so many and they're just so, doing such an incredible job yeah yeah they're definitely popping up so i agree yeah it'll be great we can we can share and <laughs> exchange brands as well exchange brands, brands exactly <laughs> I, I think you said you had a list on on your blog right yeah like I have a, a list. long list of brands <laughs> yeah I have a list which is I've created it in the form of like the Instagram guides mm-hmm. so then I can link through to the brands I can share them with you after but yeah it's just a way of just kind of like propping them up and um also trying to like wear more of it because sometimes I've gotten more into kind of the secondhand um vibe at the moment so I don't buy new as often but I'm trying to kind of like get into if I'm looking for new like try to find things with um, black owned brands but also I, I also feel like those the black owned brands are very extravagant like it's not your like everyday wear when you buy it you're buying that one piece that's like yes yeah <laughs> that's true um, yeah and I feel like this is where 
low-key there's also a disconnect between the sustainable brands out there you know that have the spotlight Mm -hmm. because a lot of my friends would say for example this is just not my style (laughs) this is not my style and it's just like okay this on the one end the black owned brands are just incredible pieces honestly but majority of them are extravagant yeah Um, and And you're not gonna wear every day exactly and then the other ones are maybe a bit casual for us yeah i know exactly yeah (laughs) or for the majority um, of us i can't generalize (laughs) there is well sancho which is sancho's actually uh which is owned uh which is black owned and i think she's based in exeter but it's not her own clothing she just pulls together different sustainable brands but it is black owned and she's she sells a lot of basics and stuff so that's worth um checking out but um yeah, I love what you just said about, you know, within our community is quite tough. I was actually listening to, you know, the Receipts podcast? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love them. Um, I was listening to them and they actually, um, oh, no, it wasn't them. It was To My Sisterhood, which is another podcast that's kind of oh, with the Receipts. Courtney Daniela? Yes, and Courtney and friend. Renee. Yeah, Renee. Yes, okay. I haven't actually them. listened to the podcast, but I've seen oh, it come across. They're yeah. so good. I would recommend. I would recommend. Um, Noted. Every- the last episode they were talking about (laughs) sustainability and fashion and I was so proud I was like yes but then they got into the subject of lack of inclusivity and how Mm. it's so tough to find sizes like you know our average body type isn't you know the average white woman's body type and a lot of sustainable brands cater to like the white body type Uh, and they were talking about how you know these fast fashion brands actually cater to you know the the look and the vibe and the feel and the sizes that fit within our community and you know it always breaks my heart to hear that because it's like yeah but you know it's it's quite harmful to our our actual countries like back home um yeah. so yeah it's that disconnect you're saying like it's really tough to to bridge but I mean I think it started having conversations amongst ourselves and you know brands that actually tune into the black community and what what they they need I guess yeah you know i'm gonna be very real you know even real for your listeners yeah right now is that i've actually i've always been a bit curvy so mm-hmm. wider waist um wider hips i mean a small, mm-hmm. smaller waist mm-hmm. and, and indeed I'm, ha- I'm having a hard time fitting mm-hmm. into most brands mm-hmm. um you know and you, you can't really necessarily blame them because there is a smaller scale you know they do you know they need to check out their um majority of their customers as well mm-hmm. yeah um, but you know, I've I've definitely gained a little bit during the pandemic. Yeah. And I I honestly can say that one of my motivations for going back to the gym is actually so I can fit into more um sustainable brands. Wow. Um yeah, of course yeah. there's a health benefit to it, yeah, right? Of course, but yeah. for as somebody who is actually a size who leans more towards a size fourteen, I'd mm, say. Mm. Um but fourteen not really always having the right fitting, even for fast fashion brands. Mm. I definitely want to come back down to a 12, if not, you yeah, know, a yeah. bit smaller because I'm just like, okay, I, this is actually hindering me. I love fashion, but at the same time, I, I yeah. can't really fit into these brands. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, that is the feedback that comes back a lot, I feel, you know, and it's just, it's just something that the industry has to think about in terms of inclusivity. Um, but I feel like with more, like we said, with more Black-owned brands getting out there, that's potentially something that's going to, you know, be thought about and incorporated and there are there are brands like I guess Lucy and Yak which is a brand I work for at the moment they're very big on size inclusivity but they're very specific style so you have to like the style um 
there was another brand that was quite good. There's a few out there, but yeah, I agree with you. I think the inclusivity question is just, it's just a big one. And it's a big hindrance to our communities. But I guess segueing on that, the, when we met as well, we kind of had a big chat, a bit about everything we just talked about, but also just like fashion sustainability, the African continent. And I guess I'm curious around if, you know, when you think of Nigeria, do you, do you see a way for people in Nigeria to embrace the concept of sustainable and ethical fashion? And if so, in what ways do you see that happening? Yeah, I've actually thought about this a couple of times. Mm. And, um, you know, already a disclaimer, because I think there is some sort of shift happening. Mm. But we as Nigerians, you know, we really like flashy and new mm-hmm. things, you know. We, <laughs> we, we, you know, this Nigerian, no, they carry last. Like, yes. we, we, we pride ourselves in looking good in the biggest mm-hmm. parties. And for every party, there's different, mm-hmm. you know, clothing that we want to, <laughs> want to wear. Yeah. Um, and um, I just feel like, you know, we've gotten to the point that sort of re-wearing clothes or, you know, buying secondhand clothes makes us look like we're struggling. And, you know, yeah. that's that's the Nigerian worst nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, you know, we don't want to look like we're suffering. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I can I, I can already note it now with my, with my mom, for example. I, I bought a beautiful sweater, good, good quality. You know, you wear it, you wear it. I'm wearing it a lot of times mm. and it's kind of that statement of like soon everybody's gonna know you with this particular <laughs> <laughs> this particular oh, item of clothing that you wear or this this no. outfit or this jacket oh that, you know and I'm just like I'm, I did not spend this amount yeah, of money looking matter. hard for yeah. this piece for for me not to rewear it right my mom is the same I bought uh, this shirt I got we went on holiday together in South of France and I found this charity shop and mm-hmm. I bought this shirt and to this day she won't leave me alone like she's just like are you still wearing this shirt <laughs> yes I love it and then one day she was like you know what I feel like if I hadn't seen you buy it second hand I would have been fine with it but the fact that I know that it's like just just imagine you know yeah. <laughs> it's just it's such a crazy mindset it's but such a cultural thing isn't it it's a cultural thing <laughs> but at the same you know it's that idea of like you know I'm a how do you go I'm a first generation mm. right so I know what my mom has been through yeah you know to come here you know the sacrifices that she had to make for me mm. um and, you know it's that idea of like they don't want to see that for they exactly. don't want that image <laughs> and that's what we need to change yeah. we need to stop um those uh connotations that come mm. with it if you yeah. get what I'm saying yeah completely. But also that being said I feel like the younger generation which is in, in Nigeria is very fashionable. Oh mm-hmm. my God. Like I see some very, very, you know, stylish people and mm-hmm. they experiment a bit more with yeah, um, also agree. just really embracing the black owned and heritage yeah. type mm-hmm. clothing yeah. and buying secondhand. And mm-hmm. I really hope that the sort of secondhand market in Nigeria particularly is going to boom. Yeah, definitely. I agree with that. And yeah, I think, you know, linking back to that heritage where I think, you know, like Thread of Tries, I was just talking about, they're going back to that kind of sustainability is already in our culture. Yeah. And we're just bringing that back into the modern world. And I think, I agree with you. I think that's the segue of um, getting this concept into places like Nigeria and Ghana, where people will embrace it because it's like, well, we've always done it. This is actually something we should be proud of. Versus, exactly. Versus it's old and we don't want to touch it. It's like, no, actually, we need to take pride in it, which is really, really cool. that's it it's about reclaiming also Mm. our culture because globalization is a beautiful thing but we shouldn't get sort of get lost in the mix Mm. you know we still the way you know the average nigerian woman dresses is 
it's very different from the way you know we dress uh, down here and how exactly. how can different communities not only nigerians but also you know i'm talking about asians you mm-hmm. know how or eastern europeans how can mm-hmm. they I, I would love to see how they could incorporate their sort of traditional pieces in their everyday wear yeah absolutely yeah beautifully put um i guess my last question for you is it's a big one but you know, I think it's important <laughs> to hope and it's important to kind of see the future in positivity. Yeah. So um, what's your hope for the future of fashion? Okay, this is a difficult one. Mm. But in one sentence, is to stop overproduction. Mm. You know, and mm. I know it's easier said than done. Yeah. Um, we. It's just that I feel like it's really, as much as it starts with the corporations, it's I really want the best for our generation like I said something about sustainability or sustainable fashion is not just about buying into it Mm. it's a mindset shift and I feel we live in such a society that we want more and more and more and more and more Mm. you know we just want more all the time I just if if we can slow down on that I know it's going to make a change and even our fashion choices as well when we can just be patient and think about our purchases um, and really think about our personal style you know yeah influencer culture is amazing but what I do see is like people they they lose their identity mm. and they lose their personal style mm-hmm. like even me I'm still in the process of trying to find really where <laughs> I where I belong you know what my personal style is and I really wish that you know or I hope that that going forward people really get into this topic of sustainable fashion or just the sustainable mindset and then we can all just sort of slow down yeah yeah i love it that's perfectly put just slow it down um yeah i i agree with you i think that i mean i don't think we know that nothing is bad it's just the excess of anything is bad correct yeah you know fashion isn't evil it's not inherently a bad thing it's just why have we overdone it you know same with food like so many industries where it's just like why do humans have to overdo it (laughs) when they (laughs) yeah the food part i can relate just nom 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 you know (laughs) yeah you've got a bag of crisps you need to finish it yeah you know so it is it is somewhat like in our nature but you know we're also like like we said earlier we're capable of innovation we're capable of of finding solutions and and I agree with you I think we're definitely capable of slowing down so I look forward to that future with with you as well (laughs) yes Oh, um thank you so much for this conversation um I love your insight and I can't wait for my listeners to to hear your thoughts on on everything we just discussed. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I just really, really enjoyed this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, have a good evening. You too. Bye-bye, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Beatrice. I just love her curiosity and her desire not only to be visible online through Avant Runway, but also share her knowledge and passion in her immediate community. Because I believe that that's where the change really happens when we have conversations with friends and family and colleagues and tell them what we know about what's happening uh, behind the scenes when it comes to the fashion industry. I think that's really how mindsets um, get shifted. So I love that she has the passion to do that. You can check her out on her page, uh, which is called Avant Runway, um, literally Avant, so A-V-A-N-T, Runway, R-U-N-W-A-Y. And you'll find on her page lots of conversations that she's called Changing Fashion with some really cool trailblazers in the sustainable fashion industry. 
thank you so much guys for listening and i can't wait for you to come back for more interviews and conversations that i will be having with some more incredible people please rate and review this podcast wherever you're listening to it from um because yeah i just love that i get to engage with so many different people from different countries over 18 countries um listening into this podcast so really excited to share more content with you guys and to really see what you guys are feeling and thinking about the podcast thank you so much and see you guys soon bye